Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's community spotlight. Hi, it's Mike with the Portage County Safety Council. I'm here with Jennifer White from the Portage Park District. What's going on, Jen? Hey, Hey, Mike. And hey, Jen. I'm so excited to be here again. Yes, you did mention my wife. Her name is Jen also, so maybe a little bit tricky. So you want to say hi to everybody, honey? Hi. All right. So Jen, she's my partner in hiking. So that's why she's on this podcast. We thought it'd be fun. So Jennifer, we're getting late into the fall time. What's the best Portage Park? What's your favorite Portage Park to see the changing of the leaves and the falling of the leaves this fall? It's so funny, Mike, because I, it's like choosing children, right? So I cannot choose a favorite (laughs) park, but I am totally going to share some of my favorite spots. And and even though we're getting late into, right now we're recording this towards middle to late October, and uh, we're getting past our peak, there is still plenty of time to get out and visit the parks and enjoy the fall colors because we are going to see that fall color hang on it just changes a bit so we're past that peak mix of colors but there's still going to be lots of yellow oranges and browns to see when you're out at the park it's still a beautiful time to be outdoors yeah we just went to Towner's woods a couple weeks ago and it was immaculate it was beautiful yeah the drive around lake rockwell road i know a lot of people take different routes to get there but we took a different way one time and around lake rockwell road and i'm like just the drive Mm-hmm. was worth it to go there and hike. Yeah. And so we that. haven't done Tunner's Woods very much this year until more toward the end, but it was still beautiful. Tons of leaves still, and it was still, everything was orange and changing, and it was incredible. Is that one of your top spots? Towner's Woods is always a great one. In fact, the nice thing about Towner's Woods is that there are some really spectacular fall color views that you can see near the parking lot, as well as if you want to take a longer hike. So my recommendations for visitors to Towner's Woods, if you want a super short uh, walk just to sit and enjoy the, the peace in the woods and to enjoy the view is right on the lakeside trail where our new gazebo is located. Just across from that, there's a nice bench to sit on and look over mm-hmm. the small pond that's adjacent to the trail. And the colors there are always really pretty. Also, if you want to go a little further down lakeside trail and take in the views over Lake Pippin, that is really spectacular yeah, as well. that's what we did. It was amazing. Yeah. It's yes, good, we did good the, stuff. the wetlands trail off your wild hike challenge mm-hmm. floor. And the three mile one, and we said before we were a little intimidated, there might be a little much with the hills and stuff. And we went through there and it was actually nowhere near like we thought. We saw the level three and I'm like, yeah. man, it didn't feel like it. And it actually went by so much faster than I thought with three miles. And the views were beautiful. And then it kind of takes you in the woods and up, you know, there's a mm-hmm. little topography there where you go up and down. Mm-hmm. But the views of Lake Pippin, unbelievable. It was perfect. I, I just only regret we didn't do it earlier in the summer. Yeah. It was beautiful for the fall, but that's the only thing we regret is not doing it earlier in the year. Great news. Spring comes around again. And so that's you right. That's right. Head and out so, and take it in. Yeah, so <laughs> so I, just, I love that one. And the wetland, you're right. In fact, the wetland trail at um, Towners, if I had to pick a favorite at that park, that's my favorite trail at Towners. So it's, it's on the backside of the park property, but it's really nice. And even the Eagle Trail, the Eagle Loop, you can still get some really nice views of Lake Pippin if you're looking for a longer hike. Uh, that's a nice spot to, okay, to pop back we'll to. to so I'm glad one. you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, that's awesome. So what are some other parks with some great fall foliage? Sure. And really, when I was making a a list and thinking about all these spots, you could go to any of our nine properties and get some really nice fall views. So if you go on to portageparkdistrict.org and take a look at the location of the different parks, pick the one that's closest to you. If you just want to get out and you know just enjoy it, you're going to see color anywhere. But uh, other than Towner's Woods, Shaw Woods Park is a really good park to go to to see fall color 
And especially right now, because as we're moving into, you know, some of the beech trees are turning color, they're getting yellows and and some browns. And then we've got uh, the the maples are peaking around now. And there's a lot of those uh, trees that are at Shaw Woods. And so you're going to see see some good color and there's water there. I love going over the bridge and, you know, hiking next to the West Branch of the Mahoning River. So those are that's a great option if you're if you want to get out and yes. take a look at some colors. And you know, Shaw Woods is our favorite. That was one of the first ones we did that, you know, because we awesome. everyone's heard of Towner's Woods in the area and different things like that. Yeah. Uh, but we never heard of Shaw Woods. We <laughs> you never drive by it. We drove by Dix and Morgan Park all the time. You sure. know, come to the office and different things. But to actually, you, you don't ever drive. No one drives by Shaw Woods because it's in a neighborhood <laughs> off in the middle of nowhere. Right. And so when we saw it that is. one. Yeah, I was surprised. I went back there. I'm like, is this someone's house kind of thing? Then I saw the park sign and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. Once you get back into the woods there, it's just like you're in another little world. It's it's lovely yeah. and so yeah. quiet. And uh, if, you're, if you're really looking to connect with nature, and that's that's the, the park to go to. It's it's beautiful. Right, there's some um, and it's usually hills. not very busy. Yeah, small hills and the mm-hmm. creeks and the creek. streams that yeah. run through there. Yes. Unbelievable. That was yeah, that was yeah. beautiful. They had that one little opening by the creek. Yes. Yeah, it's a great yes. place. I love water, so that's that's my yeah, we do too. one of my favorites. Also, speaking of water, Seneca Ponds Park, which is located up in Streetsboro, nestled into an industrial park, and it's a super quick walk. I mean, the Beaver Loop Trail is less than a mile, and you can just zoom around. And the colors uh, across the ponds there are pretty spectacular right now, too. Yeah, I did that one, like, last month, I think. Mm-hmm. I just popped in there on a Sunday, I think, and uh, yep. it, it's... It's always quiet. It's beautiful. Great place, too. Yeah. Yeah. And Morgan Park. Morgan Park's our largest park in terms of land area acreage. And it's it's nice because you walk through the meadow loop, which is an ADA trail, and then you get just really nice views of the woods. Plus, if you want a more immersive experience, you can head on into the wooded trails. And for listeners who visited Morgan Park in the spring and are like, Jen, that's really, it was really muddy back there. This is a great time of year to go to Morgan because the trails, uh, it's, it's not as, as wet back there. And uh, you can get back in and really, really take in the color and uh, in the sound. There's a lot of cool wildlife that's back in there, too. I'm glad you mentioned Morgan Park because that's one of my current favorites. And I agree. Oh. It has... Was it the crushed limestone or the rock around Mm -hmm. the outside? So if you don't want a real strenuous hike, it's quick. But that meadow is just gorgeous. And the trees in the background. And it's got that swing in the middle. We just went there maybe last week. It was so beautiful. And then I like going through the woods. So you can go to the back, go through the woods. And you're right. It's not nearly as muddy. Because we went in the spring. And Mm -hmm. it was quite a mess. (laughs) Yep. And there, I was like, where's all the mud? So there's no mud right now, at least last week. So get out there now. It's the best time. And listen, everyone listening out there, don't be afraid of the mud. It's It actually was really (laughs) fun. It is a hike. It was really fun. And our friend fell in the mud. Yes, we had a friend We won't say her name. (laughs) We won't say her name, Stephanie. But don't let that intimidate you. She fell in the mud. She kind of slid into it, and then it, it just turned into a comical thing, and I think she's it was great. went down for show at a the end of memory. it, but uh, kind of coming out like Swamp Thing. It was fantastic. So so there there is a little bit of that, but it's always manageable, but just put some boots on and enjoy yeah. the enjoy getting some dirt on your hands once in a while. You know what I mean? Some dirt on your boots, right, Jen? Right. It was Fighting really your adventure. Right. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's fun. Very good. And of course, any of our hike and bike trails. So the Portage Hike and Bike Trail, Berlin Lake Trail, which gives you really pretty views of the reservoir and uh, the trees that are along there. And the Headwaters Trail is gorgeous this time of year, too. You know, that's uh, something I'm thinking about. 
Because on here before, I grew up in Garrettsville, so I always walked mm-hmm. Garrettsville over and different things. So I never really saw the other part of Headwaters Trail until this year doing your Wild Height Challenge. Mm-hmm. And so on the Wild Height Challenge, you have Asbury to Lime Ridge and back as one mm-hmm. of the options. And so we went, there's a you know a few parking spaces on Asbury Road, and we walked on the Lime Ridge and back. And I was blown away about the beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I even got a bonus. I think some guy was barbecuing in the back and I got the small Yeah, the wafting <laughs> of the barbecue. <laughs> the barbecue. Well, we enjoyed the foliage. And it's a really wide trail, so it's really easy to socially distance. Yeah. It's not yeah. crowded all the time. And it's, uh, you know, some of the more paved hike and bike trails can get a little testy if you're uncomfortable with that, the bike speed right. through. We didn't have any of that. There's so much room in, and just the little streams and the ravines that go there. And you told us on our podcast we did back in April about the waterfall right. just east of Asbury. Uh, the 10 foot falls there. Yeah. And it reminded me of Nelson Ledges. You have the old glacier it's rock so kind pretty. of thing. It is. It's beautiful. So if you're listening to this and you want to go, we haven't gone in the fall to check this out, but that's something on the list. When we get some sunny weather, I'm definitely going to go out there and check that part out again. Yep. For listeners who haven't been there, if you park right at Asbury Road and head east on the trail, it's just on the south side of the trail very soon after Asbury. So mm-hmm. you you can't miss it. There's a, a little spot. There's a the Pachedley family had donated that piece to the to the park district and there's a, a rock that you can sit on there and look look at the the falls it's a nice trip to go after a rainstorm because then of course the falls are running a little bit uh, a little bit stronger and it's just such an easy peaceful place to reach yeah you're talking short distance you're you told me that before i'm like well Mm -hmm. i've heard people say this 40 minutes drives 10 minutes it's literally maybe not even 100 feet yeah it's right there. it's right there you go right (laughs) down that little hill and it's it's right there so that's phenomenal so yeah definitely put that on your list if you haven't made it out yet and then I also just thought I'd spend a little bit of time real short here to talk about sometimes we get folks who ask questions about how the different colors come about. Yeah, I've always works. wondered this. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Go ahead. Thanks for So all of us. our deciduous trees, those are all of our trees that lose their leaves in the fall and they get the color. You know, any of those uh, leaves that are out there, this is really just a efficiency technique for them. So as as the cold weather comes in, if they left those leaves out through the winter, they would freeze and then they're trying to expend they would be expending energy that was unnecessary, right? So oh, what okay. the tree does is as soon as it starts getting a little colder out and as soon as it gets drier out, usually late summer, early fall, it's a little drier, the tree does a process of sealing off the leaf from the stem. So right where the leaf stem attaches to the tree, it's called abscission, and it basically just stops the flow of any of the water from the tree up into the leaf. So when that happens, that also means it cuts off the photosynthesis process for the tree. And photosynthesis uses chlorophyll, which is what makes the leaves green, to produce the food for the tree. So when that photosynthesis stops, the chlorophyll doesn't get renewed and so it starts to disappear and this is what i think is so cool is a lot of people think that the you know the tree leaf will actually change its color well visually it changes but really the color that you see in the fall is the color that was already there it was just covered up by the green of the chlorophyll so as the chlorophyll disappears it reveals like magic (laughs) it reveals either yellows or oranges the reds actually develop in a, a, a chemical process but So depending on what that tree leaf color is, what chemicals are in the leaf already, when the chlorophyll starts to disappear, then you start, you see these beautiful colors. And then since we had such a great October with very little storms or wind or rain, 
the the trees the leaves have stayed on the tree for yeah. longer so yeah it's pretty neat that how that really works is. that's really cool i just assumed the the color was the dying process <laughs> sorry see you next year frosty kind of thing you know what i mean with the leaves <laughs> it kind of is but it's pretty cool how it happens yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's kind of cool that the chlorophyll and all that you know what i mean that, that there's more to it than just that and that's there's so much of that going on it changes the color of the leaves so that's really interesting so mm-hmm. jennifer we're recording this on october 21st no it's yes. late in season we're going to try to get this out in the next couple of days how much longer do we have to see these leaves i know you can't say with a certain amount do we have another week two weeks or get out there today as soon as you hear <laughs> this and check these parks out for the great foliage so the sooner the better at this point and really at this time of year it's all dependent on the weather so if we get a lot of wind and a lot of rain come through the trees are going to lose their leaves a lot faster because most of them have already sealed off that connection between the leaf and the tree so now we're just dependent on all those weather factors and it's northeast ohio so who knows (laughs) um but but so i would say the earlier the better but we do have some trees like some of our beech trees and our oak trees will actually hang on to their leaves sometimes all the way through winter. Yes, we're past the peak, but there's plenty of time to get out towards the end of October and early November and see some of the yellows and the gold in our Ohio woods. So there is time. You can still enjoy the color. Just know for next year that usually we start to peak in that first week or two of October and we see more reds, more diversity of colors. So now we're just going to, our color palette's going to be more limited as we move through the end of the season. Now, I'll tell you what, when we went to Towner's Woods, I was so blown away because I don't know why. Whenever I think of fall leaves or like even Christmas tree lights, it's always in the context of a visual sense. But mm-hmm. the scent of the fall leaves yes. is so incredible. Mm-hmm. And and I think everyone would admit that probably, but I just don't think about it until I hit the trail. And I remember multiple times in that three-mile hike where we would stop and we would just, let's just stop and take a breath and breathe that mm-hmm. and just... It was like, you know, maybe it's because my wife makes candles for a hobby on the side that you think about. But I was just like, man, there's nothing like that and and help you connect you with nature and being outside is just sometimes not even the visual, the beauty of it, which is incredible. It's just even the fresh air and the fragrance of the fallen leaves. It's incredible, Mm -hmm. isn't it? I couldn't agree more. It's amazing. Yeah. So, Jennifer, you guys have a wild hikes challenge. We're on our second time around. We just finished our second challenge and you get these medallions or hiking stick and different things. But for those people that never heard of what that is, you know, it's such a great way to explore the parks. Can you just give them like your, you know, 30 seconds, a minute commercial of what that is and why they should do it? Fantastic. Yes. The Wild Hikes program has been around for years and you can earn people who complete the program can earn their hiking staff. And we have some pretty cool ones because we have some volunteers and the folks over at Hiram Farm who, you know, hand uh, create these guys, collect the collect the staffs out in the woods and, uh, and and create them. And so we have some really unique whatever whatever hiking staff you you choose. It's going to be unique for for you. So it's kind of it's, it's very nice. So if you complete it, you can earn your hiking staff. And then every year there's a medallion that you can earn for that year. So this year, it's the year of the owl. So our medallion has the owl on it and the date. And to participate, you just have to complete eight of the trails before the end of the year. And so there's a list that you can download on our website or you can pick up in any of the kiosks at our parks. And it's the honor system. So you choose, I think there's 16 different trail options. You choose eight of those to complete by the end of the year. And then you turn your form into our our office and we hook you up with your 
medallion and your hiking staff. And this program is actually sponsored by our Portage Park Foundation. They're the ones that buy the medallions and the hiking staffs. So it's a really neat program. And we were talking earlier before we started recording about some previous years. We did have an abundance of some previous year medallions. And so when you visit our website our website and look under Wild Hikes Challenge, you'll be able to see which ones are still available. So if you want to earn a particular year and you know do a different set of, of trails, you can do that to earn previous year medallions that are available. So that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that information. So do you guys have any winter programming you want to promote and plug out there? Well, since we're still in the pandemic right now, we do still have limited in-person programming happening. We've got a few pop-ups that are happening at uh, at some of our park properties where you can just come out, get some information, sort of a DIY hiking and scavenger hunt for you. But park staff will be on hand to answer any questions that you have. And you can find those also on our website. And we're hopeful. I really miss doing guided hikes. And so I'm hopeful that we'll be able to start doing more of those as we start to move through this pandemic. And in the meantime, we do have a lot of virtual options and virtual education projects that are on our website and on our social media pages. So one last question before we go, Jennifer. We have a lot of friends in Streetsboro. And they're ecstatic about Trail Lake Park. Yes. Do we have any insider As they info? Be. Do we have any insider info about what Trail Lake Park's going to be and when tentatively it could possibly open? So we are also very excited about the new Trail Lake Park. It's located just on the border of Franklin Township within the city of Streetsboro. And it is a gorgeous park. There's a 30-acre fishing lake. We have a handicap accessible kayak launch that's there. So you don't have to teeter-totter to get into your boat. (laughs) It's nice, secure. This is going to be great for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we have two loop trails that's a natural surface trail and a ADA asphalt paved trail that are currently going in. But listeners can look to have, um, you know, be watching our website, be watching social media, and we're hoping to get opened um, in the month of November. So keep an eye out because it is, we're putting the finishing touches on it. It's still not open yet, but we're putting the finishing touches on it for you. So Jennifer, how do people find out more information again about Portage Park District? Your best resource is to go to portageparkdistrict.org and all the information you need about our properties and about the activities and about the programming that's available is located there. So I just want to encourage everybody to get outside, enjoy the health benefits, enjoy the fall color and the smells and just the, the feel of the cool air. Enjoy it. It's a beautiful time of year. Yeah, your guys' website is phenomenal. I find trails every time we go, like, let me pop it up on the website just to take a look, see what kind of trails we can kind of map mm-hmm. that out. And yep. you guys do also a great job at the kiosk. Or most of the time, yeah. there's some kind of, you know, sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. they sell out or whatever, and people take them. But the, you guys do a great job putting information and maps in those on the kiosk, which is phenomenal. Because either I'll take a picture with it in my phone or I'll get a printed one out. Mm-hmm. And that helps along the way, you know, navigating through those trails so no one gets lost or anything. And they're clearly <laughs> marked at every park we've been to from Porch Park. Yep. So, Jennifer, thank you very much. It was awesome. I can't wait to have you back. And hopefully we can do some more podcasts next year and promote the, the new 2021 Wild Hikes Challenge. Fantastic. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for joining us, Jen. Thank you. Everyone out there, thanks for listening. Everyone be safe. Bye.
Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.